more than 300 people called in police stations and like the 911 to report seeing strange multicolored lights in the night sky. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for um, meeting with us this week. Um, hopefully, we got a really good show. And hope everybody's having a good week. Cass, what's the weather like in Portland, Oregon today? A little bit of clouds, a little bit of sun. Sun keeps peeking through. No was snow. About 50. No snow. I was no snow. telling you, I've been doing yard work the last couple days, so. Good. Good. Jess, how about you? Any snow where you're at? A little bit. We got little little bits of our snowman still stuck in our yard, so. Oh. <laughs> His little legs That's are awesome. still there. <laughs> D, how's the weather look outside your window? Dark. Dark. <laughs> Okay. At least it All was right. nice and warm today, like 50 degrees. So it yeah. was. I feel like it was cold here. But, mm -hmm. anyways, let's get started. Um, Jess, how about some fun history facts? Yes. History Unexplained Mysteries. This one is titled Where is Everybody? Where is Everybody? Nobody knows. Um, alien visits, UFO abductions, strange occurrences in the cosmos, all these phenomena have captivated the human imagination for the millennia. While many agree that so-called interactions with aliens, spaceships should be looked at as a healthy dose of with a healthy dose of, of skepticism, it still leaves us with a single question: where are all the aliens? I'm excited about this little trivia fact because <laughs> it goes along with my story. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. um, it's a it's a problem that has been puzzling scientists for decades. Perhaps most famously in 1950, when the nuclear physicist um, Enrico Fermi, Fermi, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, um, sat at lunch with his colleagues and very simply asked, "Where is everybody?" Um, since then, experts have worked to provide theories to answer just that, resulting in what is now known as the Fermi paradox. I should probably know it better, but whatever. But there you go. Basically, this paradox states that there um, exists something known as the Great Filler, um, an evolutionary breaking point that most life will never pass. And on the other side of that filter, filter is the capacity of interstellar, interstellar travel. And then the question becomes on which side of the great filler humanity falls. And if there are other life forms out there who have conquered space travel, why haven't we seen them? So there you go. Little bit of a question. I don't know, not super, super like interesting, but it goes along with my story. So I chose that one well, for today. Why haven't we seen them or yeah, like the question is like if there really are aliens or other life forms out in the universe and our galaxy, why have we not seen them? Or maybe we have. Or maybe we have. That is the question. Hmm. Interesting. Uh -huh. 
maybe they're right in front of us and we don't know it. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, now I'm really excited about your topic. Yeah. Well, I gave a hint last week. Mm-hmm. Remember, I during our podcast last week, I had something else planned for today. But then we had a discussion. I can't remember what we were discussing. Oh, we were talking about Lake Michigan and the no-fly zone over Lake Michigan. When you put and a map I said, where we're at. This is what Matt and I have been talking about this. I tried to get him to be a guest on, you know, guest host for tonight. He wasn't having it. But <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a great topic. So kind of I gave a little bit of a hint. So this is a, it is a fun story. So, okay. and it is close because we're hitting, we just hit the 30 year mark or no, we're at the 29 year mark. So next year will be the 30 year mark. So, hmm. yep. So there you go. Cassie, do you have a, st- uh, uh, I know. Story? I mean, we could pick your place. <laughs> My song has nothing to do with aliens. So unfortunately it is not uh, cohesive in that way. Um, but our song this week is one that I think we all know very well. Um, but this is Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Who is a distant relative of us. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that when I was doing this. Um, but yes, this is the song Fancy. It is actually a cover of a Bobby... It was originally written and sang by Bobby Gentry, who I've talked about on this podcast before with Ode to Billy Joe. So she, uh, Bobby Gentry is pretty good at doing some kind of sneakily creepy songs or not so sneakily because they're very clear what they're about. Um, But of course, this one is about a young girl who grew up in poverty in the South. And when her mother, a single mother fell on hard times uh, and the young girl felt turned 18, she decided she was going to give her daughter a red silk dress and Tell her to go out and make some money, um, which, as we know, is her going out and basically prostituting herself to make money for her family. Um, and so it's really creepy because it is a mom basically saying, all right, this is how you're going to have to make money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, also it's desperation. But even still, like, that's the thing is that, like, even in desperation, it is still kind of a really shitty thing to do as a mom. As a parent. And as a parent. Yeah. 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 But also, it's creepy in the sense that the mom knew that she could make money this way. Right. You know, that this is the world we live in, that this is how the only way a young girl is going to be able to make money. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good song, though. It's a great um, song. It is a good song. And Carol Lawrence had a big, big hit. Probably bigger than Reba McIntyre prior to that. The only person... The only version I've heard is the Reba McIntyre's version. I don't even think I've heard the Bobby Gentry version, but yeah. Bobby Gentry did write originally write this song. Oh, yeah. Short, sweet. We all know why it's creepy. Because Fancy was her name. <laughs> was her name. She can't let her down either. Nope. Okay. All right. Jess, let's get going. So, obviously, my story is about UFOs, okay? Um, This one is more specific to our state, Michigan, Um, and it is the, the, it was the, I I guess I'm calling it the Lake Michigan UFO sighting 
um, from March 8th of 1994. So I don't remember this happening, Mom, Dad. Maybe you guys remember this being because it was on the news. I found like multiple, mostly like newspaper articles, but it was like it was given a story because it was a huge event. Um, so I don't know if you guys, maybe this will ring a bell for you, but, um, yeah. So in since 1940 in Michigan, there have been 3,485 unexplained encounters in the state of Michigan, um, of like unidentified objects and, um, um, you know, weird things that are kind of, unexplained encounters of what I just said. So that is according to the national UFO reporting center, which I didn't even know that was a real thing. Um, but, um, yeah, so I didn't know that we had over 3000, um, unexplained encounters in the state of Michigan. I didn't realize the state of Michigan was like a, such a big spot. So that was kind of news to me, but, um, I first heard about this story though, um, from um, Unsolved Mysteries, they on Netflix they just started like the um, new series or like the new updated version of it. Whatever, what are those things called? Um, oh, those those are new stories on that reboot. The reboot, yeah, the Unsolved Mystery. Yeah, so they have. I don't know if they're new stories because this one takes place in 1994. Um, but I, it was like a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries, and so I think it's stuff that has never been heard of before. Maybe they have like updates from past stories, but um, right. this is one that um, it. I want to say this: the Unsolved Mysteries came out on Netflix in like t- last year, like 2022. I, I've I seen can't it on there, but I just assumed mm-hmm. it was old. And this one, I, I think guess. it's like episode three or four on the 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 series, um, the Netflix series um, of this. Because I and I Who's also I, think they, I don't remember. It's not that same guy. I don't think so. I think he. I don't think he's alive anymore. Okay. Um, I don't know. Whatever. But okay. so. Um, this UFO sighting, which, and I know UFOs isn't the correct term anymore. There's like unidentified, I, I can't remember. They go by a different term now. I can't remember what it is. But um, it is one of the biggest UFO sightings in the state of Michigan. Um, and more than 300 people called in police stations and like the 911 to report seeing strange multicolored lights in the night sky um along that the is more sh- than they had in australia yeah okay we'll we'll get to that um so th- but th- there was more than 300 people that called it in and it was along the eastern shore of lake michigan which is really like it's the eastern shore but it's the west coast of michigan um uh, for, like up and down the coast of west uh west michigan so it's the east, east lake shore, eastern shore of Lake Michigan, because the western shore would be Chicago. Eastern shore, but the west coast, yeah, yeah, of the mitten part of it. So, um, one of the um, one of the witnesses from Grand Haven, her name is Cindy Pravada, and I I believe all the people that I like quote in this, they were all part of that unsolved mysteries. Um, episode and kind of quoted and 
and that kind of stuff. But they're like, these are what I'm finding in the stories. And it's like the same people talking out, uh, like talking about it and stuff. But Cindy Pravada from Grand Haven said that she was like on the phone. And I remember this is from the episode two. She was on the phone with a friend. And um, while she was on the phone, she like saw these lights and said, I've got a UFO in my backyard. And so she started talking about to her friend. And then, you know, like her friend went outside, saw the same thing, you know, like it was like, people kept starting to see them. And then um, witnesses included like residents in along the West coast of uh, Michigan, along with police officers and like, you know, educated people were like all these people arranged. Um, One of the police officers even reached out to a local, the local national weather service office, which was at that time located in Muskegon County. Um, it's no longer there. They closed it down in the 90s, but reached out to the National Weather Service office to see what they are seeing. They were seeing on their radar, um, see if they were able to view anything like low flying planes or anything that could like like confirm what these lights are, what's going on um, and what they could see on their equipment. Meteorologist, there's a meteorologist named Jack Bouchong. Um, he, he was stationed when working at the National Weather Service office, and he was there alone that night. And um, when he started looking at the radar, he saw and watched movements on the radar of these UFOs for hours. And um, he's been like, I would say, kind of the, the most credible person that, from this incident. Um, but he saw it for hours and he was able to confirm with the police officers, yeah, I'm seeing something but I can't figure out what it is. It's not what we normally see. And he later on, like kind of said, you know, like if it's a plane, it's more of like a pinpoint um, mark on the radar where these were larger and almost like half the size of a thumbnail on the radar. So they were big objects compared to what a, a normal plane would be. Um, so the, most of the witnesses, including um, Jack Bouchong, said that they kind of described seeing a collection of lights ranging from like three to like six glowing orbs that were um, above Lake Michigan. And they were moving erratically across the water. Um, And then among, um, so Cindy Pravada was from Grand Haven. Some of the witnesses were from Holland, which they're like 20 miles apart. You know, like those cities are about 20 miles apart. Um, so the witnesses, there were, it's the Graves family, Daryl, Holly, and their son, and um, son Joey. And Joey is like quoted as saying, I saw six lights out of the window above a barn across the street. I got up um, and went to the sofa and looked up in the sky, and they were red and white and moving. Um, so they were like multicolored lights, bright multicolored like light orbs, um, and they could be seen. Um, from, and I think, so I think this is how it kind of happened. They started up more Northern in like the Ludington area. And then they kind of traveled more South, but they were seen as far as Ludington all the way down to the state border of Indiana. That's a 200 mile stretch. Um, so this was a huge area that they were seen. Um, but they were, you know, in Grand Haven, Holland, basically that whole West coast area, um, and again, the, the National Weather Service office was in Muskegon, Muskegon County, um, um, but the city of Muskegon. So that was like a huge area that these 
lights were seen. Um, and then the um, radar operator, Jack Bouchong, and the uh, Holland police officer, Jeff Belthouse, um, had why they were on the phone confirming what they were seeing to each other. They kind of discussed what they were witnessing and what was they saw that was occurring on the radar and what they were seeing up in the sky. Um, their conversation ended up being recorded. And although um, he uh, Bouchon was very hesitant to speak out at the time, um, he didn't want to speak out publicly he, because or for what he saw because he was worried about his job. He was worried about people, his job credibility, really, like people thinking that he's not credible to do his job. He was thinking people were going to think he was crazy because he works for the National Weather Service. You know, like he was worried that people would right, think that he's not fit to be in his position. Right. Um, so he was very hesitant to speak out. And when he found out that that phone conversation was recorded, um, he was terrified that he would lose his job. People would think that he lost his mind. Um, and he actually ended up facing like ridicule in his job for years after the incident um, because of what was said in the conversation and he, what he like fully really believed he saw on the radar for that. So, um, but it was like a year after this event. So 1995, that conversation, their recorded conversation ended up getting published um, and was people were able to like listen. I don't know if listen to it, but like hear it and um, and like see what they said. So um, Bushong and Venthouse discussed um, like the mundane explanations for what they were seeing, what it could, what these unidentified objects could be. Um, and that included like a nearby radio tower that had newly installed lights that they thought maybe they were just too bright and people are seeing it because they're not used to it. Um, but as the call went on, Bouchong became increasingly excited because as he, he tried to ex, um, describe it as an instantaneous movement of the objects on the radar screen. Um, and they were like, some of them were round, some of them were like cylinder shaped, um, and they just moved like instantaneously in the blink of an eye, he said, across the radar. And um, he confirmed that he saw three, sometimes up to four blips on that radar screen. And um, he knew for sure that they weren't planes. Um, again, because the planes were like a pinpoint um, where these were larger, about the size of a, like a half the size of a thumbnail. Um, and they were recorded on the radar, which I don't know how radar like determines all this, but they were recorded on the radar from anywhere from 5,000 to 12,000 feet at times and then moving all over the place. And then three were moving towards like the Chicago area, which is across like westward across Lake Michigan. Um, and that he never, he is quoted as saying, I've never, I never saw anything like it before, not even when I was doing severe weather. So he was able to determine it wasn't like a thunderstorm. It wasn't severe weather coming across the lake, um, anything like that. Um, and he went down, he did like, like double check. He went down the line of any kind of technical glitches that it could have been that he's seen on his radar screen. Um, any weather phenomenon that could possibly caused this nothing lined up with what he was seeing on, on the screen and then because he was communicating with a police officer what was the police officer was communicating to him on what was being reported from residents you know along the, the coast of you know calling in and reporting what they were seeing so 
Um, and it really was like everybody was kind of reporting the same thing. They were seeing the same lights. Um, they were all moving around, you know, in like a not in like a really uh, radically and not in like any like a plain wood, like a, a steady pattern on that. Um, he does. So Bushlong, Bushong, um, keep saying Bushong. His name is Bushong. It's B-U-S-H-O-N-G. Um, so I apologize that I keep uh, mispronouncing it. Bushong. Jack. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he described that uh, the, the objects were solid and were seemingly quote unquote, coming together, then coming apart, moving about 20 miles in each jump that they made. Sorry, that's not part of the quote, but moving about 20 miles in each jump, they were hovering, then jumping, hovering, then jumping. Um, and it, and that's the end of the quote. It appeared to him as if the objects were forming a wide triangle and then spreading out over Lake Michigan. So um, it's like they were kind of like coming together and then forming a triangle. Um, and like I said, he didn't speak publicly about this because he was worried about his credibility and his job. Um, and he didn't, he uh, finally came out and started publicly speaking about it. And I want to say like 2019, maybe 20. Um, but um, it wasn't until like almost two decades later, or more than two decades later, um, when the government released the report uh, confirming that the military pilots had indeed I've seen unidentified objects while they were up in the skies and stuff like that. So once decided to release those like confidential reports, he became more brave about speaking out. And since then he really has kind of become that like touch point on this because one, like his education on, you know, like what he was seeing is very credible for all this um, because he worked for the national weather service. But um, in 2019, I believe the, the article was from 2020, it looked like, but um, it was for the 25th anniversary, which would have been in 2019. So um, 2019, 2020, he spoke with um, the news um, outlet WWMT out of Kalamazoo. Um, and then at that time, so 25 years later, he revealed even more information on what he had seen on, on the night of March 1994 that he kind of kept to himself because he was worried about what people would really think about what he what he saw. Um, so he actually indicated that as he was watching one of the objects, he he described it as coasting at about 100 miles an hour. So that's pretty fast to just be like traveling around. And then it would, it suddenly rose from 5,000 up to 10,000 feet and then straight up into the air. Um, and he's, it's quote, quoted as saying, it was almost as if it was trying to say to me, hey, I know you can see me. And so he said at the highest point, he was able to see that the objects reached 60,000 feet, which he also said this disqualifies any theories that some may have that um, that these objects were or the people that the theories that they have of people saying that um, that tried to debunk alien or UFOs that the, his observations on the radar were due to like ground clutter um, is that you know like that kind of stuff so he's like they went from like 5,000 basically to 60,000 feet up in the air um, and then they continued to move in odd patterns until they reached the end of Lake Michigan, um, which is like down on the Indiana border. 
Um, and then he observed at that point, observed a dozen similar objects, but they were smaller and they were mostly stationary there for like two hours. And, um, so, and that's, a, and so he said, coincidentally, this all happened over Lake Michigan in March. Like we're in March today was almost 50 degrees here in Michigan, but he said where this happened over Lake Michigan, it was still solidly ice. So it couldn't have been a boat or anything like that. Even um, it was just like completely, almost entirely still covered in ice at that time. Um, and then with this, after those two hours, just as quickly as they showed up, you're, I mean, they were stationary for two hours, but so this was like two to three hours long of what was going on. I think what everybody saw, um, where most of the witnesses saw it was like a half hour only. Um, but like after like two to three hours, as quickly as they came, they disappeared. And people said they were gone with like a blink of their eye. They were just gone. And it, they didn't see them leave. They just were gone. Um, and so um, Bouchang later called, um, later that night on, in 1994, had called the FFA control tower in Muskegon County um, to talk to somebody at the Muskegon County airport um, to see if they had observed anything. And the air traffic controller that he spoke to, who is not named, um, but whoever he spoke to that night said that they had observed three aircraft um, in that formation off the distance, but they weren't able to get any kind of transporter or transponder code from those objects. So I think they tried to make contact the, um, the um, airport tower, the control tower, but they weren't able to make contact with anybody. So it's kind of like a creepy little, like nobody knew what was going on. Nobody can make contact. Nobody could really explain what it was or what happened. Um, and Bouchang even said that um, the National Weather Service, he kind of came out to them and said, hey, this is what's going on. What happened? What am I seeing? You know, because he wanted to ask his like co-workers and try to figure out if they could find something to explain what he saw. Um, but he said that they didn't want to become the UFO reporting center. So um, the, the UFO the reporting center for the United States. So they were really like just forget about it like sweep it under the rug don't answer any questions like forget about it so they kind of basically told him to keep quiet kind of thing um and that's where it was so like really until like the 25th anniversary i would say um nothing really whatever really came of it it was like it was like i said it had some like news coverage but it's like nobody knew how to explain it no answers were given and it was really kind of just brushed under a rug and then once the, the government decided to say, hey, yeah, there, we do have confirmation of UFOs, you know, we have military people that are saying this, that's when things kind of um, started falling into place for this. But this is still one of the most well-documented and compelling examples of UFO activities in the nation. Um, so I didn't know that, um, no, but this incident yeah. ranks as one of the country's most or topped unsolved mysteries. So this is better than, um, what's the one in Nevada? Um, Area 51. Um, not Area 51, um, from the 1940s. Roswell. Roswell, yes. Or, yeah, it's not in Nevada, New it's Mexico. Mexico. But in um, Roswell, they did capture a, they captured a UFO and Yeah, alien. but that's, a, I think, too, but like this one, because this one is in 1994, where Roswell was in 1946, right? 49. 
49. Okay. So that's where like, you know, like this is like, and the, the news articles have photos of these lights. So it's like, it's documented where I think when, and I know that the Roswell one is like documented too, but like, I think because it was back in the forties, it's like people really didn't know it could have easily been staged kind of thing where this was like, really, I feel like documented in so many different ways um, what that is. And so like, we're, like I said, going on 30 years. So it's been three decades almost um, since this sighting and the witnesses and investigators, nobody is closer to being able to solve what they saw, what it was. Um, And the people that are on the unsolved mystery episode, it was recorded like in the recent years, I would say after 2020. So within the last three years, um, maybe it was like, you know, 2019 uh, or whatever, but like within the last five years, let's just say right. um, it was recorded. They are still saying like the same start, like what they saw is exactly the same as what, you know, it's not like new, like, like they're missing remembering things. It's all like the same information. So kind of crazy. But Weren't we talking before about there's an island in Lake Michigan that nobody knows about? No, so there's a no, and that's why I like got excited, and that's why I decided to do this one. So there's a no fly zone that is, um, I would say kind of near where all this happened, which is another crazy thing. That's what, um, and I want to say, hold on, let me move my screens around because I do have, um, I'm going to share my screen because. This is the unsolved mystery. It says volume three, so it must be episode three. Um, but I'm gonna these drawings are like the they're not really drawings, but you can see these. Um, this is obviously a map of Michigan, and it's like a radar map of Michigan. But these like drawing things here, this is what Jack um Bouchon drew drew on this map to kind of show. So this is where like the first couple sightings were seen. And then this is um, down here is where like one of the sightings were seen. Um, and I want to say this one, I can't really see, but this is kind of like close to where like Grand Haven would be. I was going to um, say that's Grand Haven, but up there, that first one, isn't that like. Um, well, this would be. Close to Chicago. I know, but on the other side, Michigan side is what? This I because they were up by like Muskegon and um Ludington. Yeah. yeah. So which I think that's pretty close to I think this is Muskegon right here. Uh Muskegon County. Oh no, I see yeah. it right there. Muskegon County. Okay, um yeah. so yeah, so that's where that is. But oh, this Ludington. Is where, yeah. Mm-hmm. More up towards Ludington. Yeah. And so then this is like his like other drawings and stuff too. So here he's got there are like three of them down here. And then he's got um, where they made like the triangle shape. Um, actually, let's go back because I think, yeah, so this is one, oh, one A. Look, if you, that's what these are, are like his numbers. One A. Um, so it kind of goes in order. Uh, that's two. And then this is three where they make that triangle. Um, and this is the fourth one where it's like they there was a fourth one and made a square like diamond shape, um, and then they kind of spread out again. <clears throat> Number six back like the triangle. There's like nine of these pictures, 
And this is where like they kind of are over like Michigan. And this area right here, which is like they're almost over that, that is a no-fly zone in Lake Michigan. Um <clears throat> which okay, I think straight across in Michigan, what is that town? This right it here is right Chicago. Chicago. No, no, up where you said that no fly zone. This goes straight east. Yeah. East. Yeah. What what town are you looking at right there? That looks so like this right here, straight across. That looks like South Haven. South Haven. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I can't really see it. It's really really small on my screen. I can't. Um. Wonder if I can pull it up over here. It and looks like South like, Haven to me. Yeah. This um, is like a on my screen. Well, it's not like this area is known for seeing. No. Images. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's what like, so this is like his picture number eight and they, they're like traveling west toward Chicago. Um, Cause again, this is Chicago. And then this is his last picture where like all these little dots were instead of being like four, like four or five lights or whatever, it was like multiple lights close to Chicago. So, which is kind of weird though too. Chicago Tribune reported on this, but there was no reports of anybody in Chicago seeing these lights which is kind of odd i think so could it be yeah. a reflection you think like it's not the lights are coming from the ship it's like the ship is or like the ufo is a reflective surface and obviously chicago's got like so many lights going on at night yeah, yeah i don't know that might be something too so let me i'm kind of back yeah up. that looks like Oh yeah, that's kind all of all those little dots. Looks like a yeah, reflection. those are the little dots. I don't know how I got to a bigger picture, Zoom but there. yeah. So there's where like it's kind of blurry, but you can see it's South Haven <clears throat> right there. Um, I'm trying to go back. Let's see. I was gonna say because I know I did a Google image um, for that. That's this is um, Jack Bouchong now. Um, but here's like, this is something too. Like, so this is like one of the newspaper articles. <laughs> Aliens are swamp gas. That's what the, this one is. Um, if you can see that. So it could be swamp gas. I, I don't know about that one, but um, <laughs> trying to find this one. Yeah. This is the Detroit Free Press. Let me see. I don't know if it'll pull up. Oh, I don't know if it'll pull up what I want. I don't remember this story. Well, that's what I was wondering, because, like, it happened right after Cassie was born. Here's one of the headlines, too. Yeah. So they saw something strange in their neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So that's what I'm like. There was I saw somewhere that there was. um I'm going to stop sharing. Um, I saw somewhere there was like a better, none of the pictures were great because it was nighttime. Um, but, it, you know, and it was just like a bright light in a black picture, basically. Um, but I still, I thought it was like a cool, um, cool little story. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was like one of the biggest alien or you know, like UFO sightings in the nation. Um, but I think it's because maybe this is bigger than Roswell because there were like over 300 witnesses. 
Um, right. That may be what it is um, for that. So it's just such a large number. And it was like everybody that was calling in was saying the exact same thing. Like they were seeing. And they were there for hours. And like- they were there for like hours. Yeah. I, I want to say that. I can't remember exactly how long they were there. I remember, I think it said it in the Unsolved Mystery episode. Um, but it's been a while since I watched that. And so I don't really remember off the top of my head. Um, but Jack Bouchon had said that those lights, the, the um, smaller objects closer to Chicago stayed there for about two hours. And I think the other lights that were there, like before they moved over to the um, Chicago area, I don't think that they were there very long, maybe like a half hour, hour at the most. Um, and so what time of night was this? You know, I don't remember articles that I read, but I want to say this happened around like eight or nine o'clock at night. So, which it's dark, you know, like right now it's nine, nine 30 in Michigan and it's like pitch black outside. So I think it's that's in your house. <laughs> yeah. Or Cassie's. Well, I actually still have daylight happening. So, um, I wonder wow. if I can look that up real quick because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was like around like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Which even still like uh, in March in Michigan, it gets dark at like dark, five yeah. o'clock. So any time after five o'clock would have been too dark. Um, not sure if it says, yeah. Um. I'm pretty sure it kind of said it in the um, Unsolved Mysteries episode, but I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what time, but it wasn't like it wasn't like super late. It wasn't at like midnight or something. Right. It was or three in the morning, like when they right, usually... right. And I think that's why so many people saw it because yeah. it was like right after dinner kind of thing, you know. And people were still up and getting ready for bed and that kind of stuff. So it, well. But yeah, and I mean, it happened on Lake Michigan, and then it's, I don't know. People were probably watching the sunset. I don't know. So, well, that's awesome. That's, that's really all the information. I mean, there's probably more information, but that's all the main information. But I thought it was a, I remember watching the episode. Matt was like so excited. He's like, you have to watch this episode. And it was, it's very entertaining. So, if you have Netflix, at least watch this episode. It was it's really good. I think those unsolved mystery episodes. I liked them as a kid, and I still I like love them. Love that show. We used to watch yeah. it every week. Yeah, we yeah. would Thursday yeah. nights. Yeah. So uh, then- I'm reading a news article that says that it was about five thirty in the morning, so five thirty a.m. So that oh. is like weird time. It says pictures were taken between five thirty a.m. and six fifteen a.m. Hmm. Well then, but this could is literally like an old old article, so I don't know if that's, and it's the pictures that like are most famous. Well, that's okay. So maybe it was early in the morning. I don't know why I was thinking it was later at night. So yes, you got pictures of it. uh, I'm just looking up the Google pictures, and one of the Google pictures is like the actual article, um, from it looks like Ann Arbor Press. Wow. I'm surprised I don't remember that. 
Well, that's what I was thinking. Like you. Well, you had a new board on your hands. You probably weren't paying attention to the news too much. <laughs> I was probably chasing you around. Yeah. I would have only been like six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. September to March. Yeah. I'd be like, Cass, get out of that. What do you think you're <laughs> yeah. doing? Because it was March 8th, too. So you would have been just short of six months. Yeah. You probably were begging for chips about right then. Fries. McDonald's fries. How about um, um uh let's see, is it uh, Josh Rogan? There's a Seth. Who has the uh, podcast? Josh Rogan. Or Joe Rogan has a podcast. Joe, Joe Rogan. Okay, he had a lady on who um, okay. has investigated. Hey, ahead, I have something here. So, sorry. It was um, the Holly or the Graves family, Daryl, Holly, and Joe, or Joey. They said it was 930 at night on March 8th. Oh. Huh. So, I was thinking it was later at night, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just reading from, like, an article. Like, it's, like, a picture of an article. So, it could be, I don't know, maybe that's how long they were there. It was from 9 p.m. to 5.30 yeah, in the morning. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, this uh, lady that was on Joe Rogan, um, uh -huh. she wrote a, some books about Area 51, but mm -hmm. she claims that, you know, remember the saucer crashed and they captured aliens that yeah. they were really hybrids the experiments we were doing um, with humans and aliens crossbreeding them and the reason they kept it such secret they didn't want the world to find out we were doing these experiments she's wrote a book on it hmm. <laughs> So she's saying that the crash was escaping hybrids? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they were escaping, but that Area 51, that's what they're doing, crossbreeding um, aliens and humans. And that accident was an accident. And it was, the you know, they were afraid of exposing these experiments they were doing. Because, hmm. you know, they captured two. I don't know if it's right. two or three. I don't remember how many, but one was dead and one was died, but he was still living when they captured him. Aliens. Huh. And so she's saying they were half human and half that we were doing experiments at that time. Is this the same doctor that oh god. What would she what was she saying about demon babies? Alien babies. It's like the Trump's COVID doctor was like talking about <laughs> alien baby. Like I can't remember exactly what she was saying, but she was like talking about how the babies are alien babies and half demon babies. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I can't remember. But coming from Trump clans, or I mean, it could be. <laughs> so like everyone was like he like brought on all these doctors to say I, I think it was something about COVID I can't really remember but it was like brought on all these doctors to like say something and like medical and then like she started talking about demon babies and everyone's like uh, okay. okay all right yeah. okay she said Don just keep drinking that bleach 
Yeah, right. Well, I can't. Now I got to think about. It. I can't remember what she did. Well, I kind of want to find this uh, area where you can't fly over now. Can you take a? Well, boat? that's what. So, like I said, she showed it last week. Well, yeah, like no. I said last I cut week. it from the episode, but it, you did. We did want to go over. Yeah, oh, because no remember, I showed it on the map. So let me see if I can find it on the map. I'll bring it back up and I'll try not to show your location. The reason location. I had to cut it from last week's episode is because it showed locations of people in, in this chat. I don't remember anybody ever saying they couldn't drive a boat any particular place. And So... It's pretty, it's like not like right off the shore. So you're yeah. not just going to take uh, like a boat no, to it. But lots of people take boats back and forth. I don't remember you anybody know, saying. There's a boats. ferry, but it goes like it's higher up. It's like near right. Uh, right. Yeah. Muskegon. Okay. So I'm in there right now, which is, this is another crazy thing. Uh-oh. You cut it, but they're still listening. You you clearly remember what I showed you last week, right, Cass? Right. I remember. And it had that like lighter square area. Yeah. Now it's not there. It's not there anymore. Ah, no, we definitely. I have. Don't stick the FBI on me, but I do have footage that I cut not in the episode, but I have video footage of us showing that little gray square. Yeah. So here, I'll do a screen. Um, share again. So <laughs> you're gonna have to cut a little bit out again. Um, so I pulled it up and adjusted. Um, so yeah, this is where like that square was. Oops, it was like right here in this area, right? Yeah, zoom in a little bit. Yeah, that's South Haven. Yeah. Yeah. And that square's not there anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> we specifically pulled up this exact map last week when we were talking about it. Yeah, and I'm trying to stay close to, like, won't go past <laughs> that um, area. Um, yeah, so that's where, yeah, so that's where, like, his little radar map kind of thing. Yep, so that's South Haven, Ben Harbor. Um, and let me see. Okay, so then... Those were like the top dot was like right here, but then Holland is up here and Grand Haven is up here. So that's a pretty good, oh man, that's a pretty good distance. Go. Go. I need to, but hold on. Move, let me move up north of hold on. hold on. Let me stop sharing my screen. Did I stop sharing? Yeah. Okay. What I'm going to do is I need to, like, get in this, sign out of my Google account. Let's see. Um, while you look that up, I looked up the article. Um, and it, uh, the Trump, it was a Trump-appointed COVID doctor uh, who was Houston-based. Um, and she claimed... Uh, that the disease was part of the oh gosh it was alien dna and demon sperm that caused the infection jeez oh, 
on live television, this woman got up and was like, yeah, this is what I uh, believe happened. Okay. So I sh- I'm sharing my screen again and I, I've logged out of Google. So no, now our locations won't be <laughs> seen by everybody. <laughs> um, so you guys can see. So again, Ben Harbor, South Haven, this is kind of where those on his radar map where they were kind of located. And then here, the witnesses were here in Holland. Um, and then up in, let me zoom in a little bit, because then Grand Haven is up here. Um, and then Muskegon is not so far from Grand Haven, but then Ludington. Oh, come on. Where is it? Up. I want to say it's up further, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's up further. Further. Yeah. Pat oh, there Water. it is. Yes. Yeah. So Ludington yeah. right here. Yep. So that's a pretty good. So it's right here. That little line. Yeah. That's a, big, that's a big area. So Ludington all the way down to South, it's like almost the whole West coast of, well, I guess maybe not the whole West coast of Michigan, but from like here all the way South is people witnessed it. So basically where it says here on Manistee national forest, it's pretty close. I want to say no, a little bit lower. So, but even yeah. still like that's such a far distance and the fact that nobody in Chicago, like there's no real big claims in Chicago or right. Milwaukee right. that these were cited. Right. And we can see that a lot of the sightings came from those areas. Right. But, but we have people that could take a boat from Wisconsin over. Right. And I oh, think we could check this out, but the, it's lower, so yeah. So the it's a yeah, lower that, area. It's right here where it's like a no-fly zone. I know, so. but that's not far from. Go, what's that lake? Yes, that Lake Winnebago. Yeah, that's across from Ludington. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely, we could do that, Sheboygan. But look how much further down it is, though. Like, it's yeah, not like it's it's right across. And, well, like, starts, boats need gas up. to get certain places. So it's pretty far distance to travel by boat. Yeah. And that's something, too, I think we talked about last week that, like, I remember, you know, like, when Matt first moved back to Michigan from Arizona, like I would say like, like Michigan's like an ocean and people, I I think people don't believe that. And like, he didn't believe that. And then until he like went to Lake Michigan and saw the white caps and was like, holy shit, this really is like a, a, an ocean. Um, And you can't see across it, you know, there it's a a pretty big lake. So. We know enough people, boating people that would know that about that. Lake, though, there's restricted areas. Yeah, I don't know. So, and I just know it's a no fly zone because we went to the airport here, where we live, which is a small airport. Right. But, um, and they have a map up and it shows like that is a clear, like, no fly zone. So, I don't know if no boats can go through that area, whatever. But your mother and I got in a plane. Actually, right about that area. Remember, in that in that thunderstorm, Denise. Remember, we were coming from Chicago, 
and we were in that little tiny plane in the thunderstorm in the middle of the night. <laughs> you don't remember that? Your your mic is muted. The mic's off. Denise, your mic is off. I know. I was trying to get it. Um, remember that? We were we way north of Chicago. So we probably flew north and then went oh, over. Oh, we, we went straight across. Why would we go north? Well, it's a flight. That's something, too. And then, but, well, I guess that wouldn't. Um, I mean, there's times where you fly, like, we fly from like Florida to Chicago and then back to Lansing. What, why do you do that? Well, um, I can tell you it was a scary flight. <laughs> it's always a scary it flight. A, when you're a, storm. a little it was right out of the movie. There was a lady Person. turning butter out on the wing. Remember that? <laughs> How many, I wasn't I paying attention. Was I just diving. got that joke. <laughs> the plane was diving and we're looking at the water, right? You know, like we're below. Yeah. Yeah. I must and it was in the middle it. of the night. The lights were shining in the water. Like, yeah, it was the scary. plane lights. Yeah. Yikes. That was a bad flight. Yeah. They have. Those lakes have their own weather effects, so um, weather atmosphere. They so have been flying over some, you know, like the Bermuda Triangle, only the Lake Michigan version. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe that's what we're seeing. But that's something, too, like where these lights were seen, my whole thing is, like, if there's a no-fly zone, and then again, this is entertainment purposes only, this is just what my theory is, is that because it's a no-fly zone that they have some kind of military... Um, like, or a, a, not a military, uh, they have some kind of naval base right there um, in Lake Michigan. And so were these aliens trying to spy on our naval base? Or maybe that's the entry to the um, center right. of the earth. Right. Well, that's in Antarctica. So. Maybe this is the East Wing. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like pretty cool. Maybe it's a porthole of the UFOs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they're coming out of that porthole. They were coming from the mystery spot in the UP (laughs) under the bridge. Uh Uh-huh. Once you cross over the Mackinac Bridge in Michigan, you see all kinds of billboards and advertising for the mystery spot. And Do you know? Some billboards like long before you get to the UP. I feel like I've seen them. Maybe. I think I feel like I've seen them like just traveling. You know that I know the people that own that. No, I did not know that. I didn't. Then I went. We went there. No. Yeah, we went there, and it was so crowded, and we're like, we're not. We didn't want to pay and then be like miserable with a bunch of people there and stuff. So. We just kind of, we went to the parking lot. It really throws your um, librium off. Yeah, your equilibrium. Yeah, because it's like, like something with like the gravitational poles in that area, really, like the um, magnetic poles in like, that area. I felt really like oh, dizzy for like days after I went there. But um, I've ever been there. It's 
It's like one of those things that like you like I'm thinking you did because we went to all of that stuff. It, it really is. It is one of those touristy spots, like a Ripley's believe but... it or not type of uh, place, you know, where you uh, go and it's um you like stand in a room and it, you look like a giant, but you know, it's just the you know or you can sit on a chair and it's like in midair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's an a lot of like, lot of, like optical illusion optical type illusion. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's in East Taiwas, or just by, well, that's by Oskoda. They have one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been there. I've seen, uh, like obviously, I've seen billboards and stuff like that. I know that, somebody who grew up there that they live there. Hmm. Their family owned it. In that house, they sit in that chair. <laughs> yeah. We have pictures of me sitting in that chair. Yeah. Are they a little weird? Are you are you tilted this way? Very nice folks. They might, probably don't own it anymore because that was 30 years ago. But Well, I suggest to anybody that is from out of state of Michigan, if you come to Michigan, northern Michigan is the place to be. Actually, where Ludington is. Um, you travel up at 22 and you're going to see especially in the fall. It's just so beautiful. Up, especially yeah. and across the bridge, the UP is just, it's beautiful up there. So. I agree. Coming to Michigan, go to Northern Michigan. Don't go to Detroit. Don't you know, go to mid-Michigan. Nice town, but I'm just saying, if you want to yeah. see scenic. But that's, yeah. Northern that's Michigan, a- especially the West Coast, Northern Michigan, you have all the sam dunes and mm-hmm. you have lake michigan and it looks like you and look you like have a lot of the wineries it's yeah. what michigan advertises itself more yeah. as like yeah. all the like pure michigan, michigan ads and all that stuff yeah. it's all the up or all the upper michigan and it's it really not is. And michigan it is, and under and it is as beautiful as what you see in the advertisements too like, yeah. falls is so pretty it's it is but it's a 4 hour trip to get there from it's anywhere <laughs> From anywhere. Yeah. Be prepared. The nearest like grocery store will be an hour away. Yeah. But it's secluded. It's so and and yeah, make sure you always it's make sure you get the, easy to find out where you're at. Make yeah. sure you get the pasties <laughs> while you're up in the upper yeah. peninsula. Yeah. But it is, especially in the fall, it look with all the leaves, you can do the color tour and it's actual absolutely gorgeous. Somewhere rock. close to Tequamina Falls, there's like a little, you can go and it's a, um, like a bear rescue. So you can play with bear cubs and that kind of stuff, but it's actual, like they rescue injured bears and I can't, I don't know what it's called. Okay. okay. Um, in what town is that in? I don't remember, but I remember. Oh, it's it's to up to our cabin. Oh, no, store. that's that's a different one, not um, that one. Bear that they rescued many years ago. It's in the yeah. cave. No, I'm not talking about that. That's one. at the bear store. No, that's yeah, that one, not the one that's uh, on the way to your guys' cabin. I'm talking about the one. It's by Tequamina Falls. It's in the UP. It's in when the I was a kid. This is no lie. When I was a kid, we would go in the car, and we would throw our garbage out the window. And the bears would come and eat it. It was like a t- attraction. You you took your garbage, threw it out. The, you stayed in the car and threw your trash out the window. And now, and the bears so you're it. the reason they have a bear rescue. <laughs> Probably. I was a kid, so I didn't. 
I didn't create it. Not your fault. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you know, so with Michigan, though, we're going to do like a pure Michigan ad for here because you can go to hell, Michigan. So you can mm-hmm. go to hell or you, you can go, go right to hell. You can go up to Christmas, which is up in, by Munising at the very tip top of the UP. Yeah. So, a casino there. Yes, there is a casino there. Munising is beautiful too. You can go kayaking, pictured rocks. I suggest that in the summertime. Yes. That's a must. Don't don't go up there unless you're on snowmobiles. Nope. Or winter. Uh, yeah. So you can see all these things, and then you might see aliens as well. You might see a UFO. (laughs) Maybe maybe the northern lights really aren't the northern lights, and they're they're considered UFOs. But I don't think that. But the northern lights. That is something too. Depending on the time of year. Like they just had a huge burst of uh, the northern lights. Yes, like, everywhere, like all month. across. Yeah, but they're really know? visible in northern Michigan. Yeah, but that's not a just a Michigan thing. Like that's yeah. a you no. can see those yeah, anywhere. It's a worldwide thing. <laughs> okay, we're trying to do good. Okay. Well, you want to like mislead people into thinking that Michigan has its own northern line. I also don't want people to come to Michigan because people don't need to know. We have Bob Seeker, Ted Nugent, Grand Funk Railroad. Patty Smith lived in Detroit for years. Um, Fred Sonic Smith is from Detroit. Madonna doesn't like to talk about the fact that she's from Michigan. But Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are both from Michigan. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Gerald Ford. There's a lot of people from Michigan. There is. Maybe an alien hybrid, too. Right. You never know. Well, were they born after 1994? Maybe. Maybe. Alien hybrids. Yeah. We are pretty strange, so it's possible. This is true. I think Jesse has an alien in her room right now. I think so too. I have somebody that won't come on, but he's saying that <laughs> he's saying that many people think they're in an Anunnaki. Anunnaki. I don't know, something like that, which is descendant from aliens. Here in Michigan. Oh, descendants from humans? No. This is why you need to come on. <laughs> just come on for like five seconds. Come on. I can't because I can just took my contacts out. I'm eating pizza. Yeah, he good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not pretty right now. Oh. Yeah, not yeah. camera ready. Yeah, not he is. You're supposed to be. We're supposed to be descendants of Anunnaki. Oh, we're supposed to be descendants of Anunnaki. So we're human? Yes. Or our family. All of the above. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay, humans in general are descendants of aliens, is what yes. Matt is saying. Yeah. And he, he's calling them Anunnaki. He said, look it up. So there you go. Listeners. Well, how do you spell that? I don't know. <laughs> Anna. Oh, I got a hit. There you go, though, listeners. (laughs) We are all 
Yeah, take advice from my husband. <laughs> He's he pretty much is our expert on alien. <laughs> Maybe we can have our listeners all write into Matt. Their alien questions. questions. Yeah. yeah. He can be our have a little Matt corner. <laughs> Pre-recorded Matt corner that he just answers yeah. alien questions. <laughs> Oh. Huh. <laughs> but that's all I have for the Michigan UFO sighting in 1994. Um, like I said, next year, a year from now, basically, March 8th, 2024, will be the 30th anniversary. Of the so, sightings. I wonder, I'm wondering if there will be more, like, because they did something big with news articles and stuff on the 25th anniversary. So I'm wondering if there'll be something for the 30th, maybe, maybe not, because they just did something. Well, and this is the year that we're supposed to find out for sure that there are other intelligence there. So by next year, when they have the anniversary, we'll already have met some of these. Yeah, maybe. But they just, um, scientists just discovered through one of the telescopes that, um, galaxies that like shouldn't exist they're like far yeah there's off two of them they, they are yeah. really like yeah there's two galaxies that like i can't remember off the top of my head but something along the lines that they shouldn't exist and this new like finding these two new galaxies really puts more questions on how our galaxy was formed and how you know like the big bang it puts questions on the big bang theory on mm. that too so um, cause they're, you know, like relatively new, which is like, you know, like 600 billion years ago or whatever, but relatively new galaxies. And they, um, came into existence like after the big bang theory or after, after the big bang. Um, so yeah, so that's like new, like that was just like within a week, they just released that information. Oh my God. And the Anunnaki are from anywhere, everywhere. Okay. Okay. This is a whole nother story. Maybe next time we'll do a whole story on Anunnaki. Anunnaki is spelled A-N-U-N-N-A-K-I. And these, and that is a an alien form. They're a group of, oh, let's see. Cassie, what did it say? Mine just says it's the offspring of the sun god, Sumerian sun god On, and uh, his consort, yeah. the earth goddess Kai. Or Kai, yeah. Yep. So, hmm. yep that's that's I, kind of alien. Yeah. Alien hybrids, sun god could be an alien. Earth goddesses. The, the earliest known usage of the term, um, what did I say? Anakai, whatever I said, I don't remember. Um, came from an inscription written during the reign of Gude in 2144, um, before Christ. This was before Christ. Huh. Matt said I'm screwing this up. <laughs> well, okay. 
Well, you tell him. There's a reason why I asked you head. to be a guest. <laughs> he has the info. He should share it. He yeah. gave me his phone, you know, but this is like a Wikipedia um, thing on it. So, hmm. yep. Cool. Well, I'm sure if our viewers campaign to have Matt do an episode yes. for it, he would do it. Send us a tag, or not send us a text, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> send us an email send us some comments if you want matt to be a guest you want to sign the petition to have matt yeah. he has to be on matt 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 <laughs> we want the alien expert matt on the show i was yeah. just talking to him today if and was asking him what he was going to do if he we should. get enough people asking for it we will get Matt on here in a suit that's too big for him, and then we'll gel up his hair so it's sticking <laughs> straight up. And he'll just continuously say, Aliens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you ask him, he will come. <laughs> you ask him, he will come. If you build it, he will come. If you yep. ask him, he will come. Yep. <laughs> so, please, Matt, everybody. I'm expecting to see you. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel, but go to our yeah. website, thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com and request a viewing of Matt, an episode yep. of Matt. Episode of Matt. Yep. There you go. He needs tributes. The only way he'll show up is <laughs> yes. he gets tokens <laughs> from the guests. He's He's from the capital. He needs gratification. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of like uh, the sun, like any of the like ancient gods that you needed to like yeah. provide them with something for them to show yeah. up. Uh, I'm thinking Hunger Games. He is a <laughs> capital person. He wants to be glorified. <sighs> Other people call it narcissism. <laughs> we'll get him a staff or a little like a little throne that he gets to sit in an alien throne to sit oh hey, poor we'll, Matt we love you we'll him, hey no we'll get him a brooch to put on his blazer uh, a yeah. bedazzled one though a bedazzled one a that's a big one Oh, inside story there. When we were in college, Matt wanted a bedazzler for his like 21st birthday. He's probably still got it in his closet. No, I, no she just I just got rid of it. I took it to work and gave it to one of my coworkers like two years ago. And then Doesn't later on, he found out, he said, where did my bedazzler go? And I said, it's long gone. <laughs> How about his uh, Napoleon Dynamite suit? Do you still have that? I do. I think we have it. I think it's down in the basement. So that would be know. the perfect suit for the alien yeah. costume. Alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to start a campaign. Uh, campaign for Matt. Start a petition. Uh, we need signatures to get Matt on the show. He was on our very first episode. He was. Yep. We can petition to get him to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. 
I think we're uh, need to wrap it up. Unless you guys got anything else, Jesse, very nice, good show. Yeah. Very interesting. You're um, welcome. Do you have any last spots or anything else you want to share? I do believe these are some kind of alien aircraft type thing that somehow they're coming in. But they're, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I feel like humans are an alien life forms like ant farm. They're coming in to check on their, their ants. Their we little are ant their farm. experiment. Yeah. We're just like somebody's experiment and they, or, they're checking or, I'll say it again, too, because I've said this several times. How do we know that is not us? Yeah. Time traveling back. Right. Right. And that could be something, too, where, yeah, we're, we're time traveling back on that. Or it could just be experiments we're doing now. Or maybe I, you know, I like the show Fringe. I mean, it's long, long been off the air, but um, Fringe that was, you know, like kind of experiments with alternate realities and like the matrix and, you know, different um, dimensions or universes, you know, kind of thing. So things that happen in this current, like uniform, or uniform uh, universe, universe, there's a different dimension or different like opposite universe where we're still in the same, like different areas, but we're living different lives in each, right, right, right. each matrix. Yeah. We've talked about that before too. Yeah. Which is why the um there's like glitches in the matrix or why people have theories of that. And then um oh shoot, what's the I can't think of it. Um where you like the Bergenstein Bears, you know, like the spelling people Oh Mandela effect. The Mandela effect where we have Mandela effect on things. Yeah. So makes sense yeah. to me. Yep. So maybe or these maybe none of this exists it's all in our head it's all in my head you guys don't exist nothing exists okay, just it's because all... i don't something exist. happens in your head doesn't mean that it's not real right that's what dumbledore says <laughs> always back to harry potter <laughs> all righty well okay We'll All right, guys. You. And that ends the episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Again, please push that like button and share our site and subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. And um, email us at the family school of thoughts at gmail.com. Okay? Bye, guys. Bye. See you next time. Alexa played the family school of thought. <laughs>